Time to row the boat, Minnesota. What does P.J. Flex' upcoming football season look like and with a much tougher schedule? You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash lockdown today and get yourself started. Here's what we're going to do on the podcast today. We're going to take a deep look at the Golden Gophers football team from top to bottom. Then I'm going to give you a game-by-game analysis of the schedule with honesty and let you know where I think the team is going to end up this year. And then at the end of the podcast, our Big Ten Top Ten. And today we're going to rank helmets. Now, I didn't do this. I took it from artificial intelligence that got me off the hook. There's some I really disagree with on this list. I think some should be ranked higher. Some should be ranked lower. So I'll have that coming up. That'll be a lot of fun later on in the program. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Tell your friends about it. All right. P.J. Fleck, 9-4 and four last year. Pretty good and pretty streaky uh, along the way. Won the first four out of the box last year, then lost three in a row, and then won five out of their last six, including the win over Syracuse in the Pinstripe Bowl, 28-20. to Defense was an interesting story because they gave up 20 or fewer points in all but two games, had two shutouts, and three games where they only gave up one score. So we're going to take a closer look at that as well. And of course, as I mentioned, they capped off the season at the pinstripe bowl. I want to ask you guys, did anybody go uh, fans of Minnesota? Look, I grew up in the Midwest. It was snowy and cold and miserable. And I just, I loved watching the warm weather bowl games and all the color and the pageantry of Pasadena and the Rose bowl, for example. And then uh, the pinstripe bowl just it looks cold in December and the Yankee stadium. And I just, I wonder what that was like if any of you went. And some of you may be, you know, obviously from Minnesota, going to New York in December for a bowl game, or would you rather have gone somewhere warm? I'm not besmirching uh, the bowl game. That was great. It was a great way to end the season. I'm just wondering if you'd like to, to pinstripe. Anyway, hit me up at uh, Twitter, at TalkBig10. I'd love to hear from you. Or maybe on YouTube. I go on there and check comments at night and answer back. I would love to hear from, from you on that. So let's talk about this team. There's a lot to replace on offense. It would make me a little nervous, to be honest with you. Uh, Mohamed Ibrahim uh, is gone after a great comeback year, injured himself two years ago, comes back and still is able to put out 1,600 yards of offense and 19 touchdowns. Now he's uh, trying to make the Detroit Lions roster in the NFL. So a lot of production to replace at running back. That job may fall on Western Michigan, Sean Taylor, transfer portal, comes in, scored 16 touchdowns over two years, and also a little bit of versatility because 
he returned three kicks for touchdowns while there. So he, Sean Taylor is going to get the job to replace uh, Ibrahim there at running back. Also gone, Tanner Morgan, quarterback. And he's trying to make the Steelers squad right now. So Ethan uh, Kaliakmanis is going to be the starting quarterback. He started five of the 11 games he played in last year. So that's good. He's got a little bit of experience there. In fact, he went three and two as a starter. Not too bad. And Cole Kramer will back him up in the quarterback's room. Receiver, not as barren. A couple of interesting stories here. Chris Autumn Bell had a nice 2021, injured his leg at 22. And uh, he's an academic All-Big Ten player. So smart guy. Coming back for his sixth season. And he's climbing the school record books. This will be something to watch as the season goes on. He's uh, 12th in team history in catches, 9th in receiving yards, and 13th in touchdowns. So he'll be able to uh, climb all three of those as the season goes on. Daniel Jackson led the team in receiving yards last year. He's back 557 yards and five touchdowns. So that, uh, that helps out. And then a very interesting transfer Again, from Western Michigan, Corey Crooms going to be the slot receiver this year. 115 catches and 12 touchdowns in his career at Western Michigan. Last year, 57 catches, 814 yards and five touchdowns. I, I think he's going to be something exciting to watch. Also, uh, Charlotte wide receiver Elijah Spencer joins the team to add some depth, depth at receiver. Tight end Brevin Sponford coming back for a six-year Led the team in catches last year. Solid player, four-time academic, all Big Ten, smart guy up front. Speaking of up front, center John Michael Schmitz is gone, okay? He got drafted by the Giants. He's in the National Football League, second-round pick, and uh, first-team All-American center offensive lineman. That is going to be difficult to replace. Ariante uh, Essary and Quinn Carroll come back on the offensive line. They're going to have a lot asked of them as well. Now, I'm still trying to figure out, as I kind of alluded to at the top of the podcast, that uh, how this was the fourth best scoring defense in the country last year. They really didn't have any pressure up front. In fact, nobody had more than three and a half sacks. So um, with, without putting up a lot of pressure, they just, they just made stops on third down and they were able to cash in on that. They also lose 300-pound defensive tackle Trill Carter. He transferred to Texas. So, look, they're just going to have to rely on plugging things up and making tackles. And you look at the linebacking core, Cody Lindenberg comes back, gritty player, 71 tackles last year. Also at linebacker, another transfer, redshirt senior, Ryan Selig comes from Western Michigan. Are you seeing a theme here? I'll come back to that in a minute. His last two years there, he made 135 tackles, 12 and a half for loss. So they're going to be relying on him in the defense as well. Back in the secondary, the corners, at left corner, Justin Wally started all 13 games last year. 39 tackles, three interceptions, and academic All-Big Ten. And again, a continuing theme if you watch me time and time again, I like the corners that make tackles. He can do that. Also, uh, Richard senior transfer Trayvon Jones comes in from Elon, probably get the other corner spot, and Nickelback senior transfer Jack Henderson from Southeast Louisiana. Look, it's a smaller school. This is his chance to step up into the Big Ten. 33 games, though, at Southeastern Louisiana, 163 tackles and six interceptions. So uh, he is productive, no doubt about it. And at safety, Tyler Newbin got a nose for the football, had four interceptions last year. 
So he can play and uh, he comes back. Now, I asked you, did you see a theme here? Three transfers on this football team from Western Michigan. Well, I was just curious, how did Western Michigan do last year? Want a refresher course? Five and seven, third in the MAC West, but it is a program that has sent talent to the NFL and now sending some talent to Minnesota. Again, running back Sean Tyler, wide receiver Corey Crooms, and linebacker Ryan Seelig, all part of the team this year. All right, this is also a uh, the part of uh, the podcast where I like to take a quick peek at the future and the uh, recruiting class, class of 2024. Right now, uh, 24-7 has it ranked 15th. Not bad. 23 commits already. Uh, led by linebacker Nathan Roy, a 6-5 linebacker from uh, Wisconsin, just signed on June 17th. Defensive lineman Riley Sunrem from Kindred, North uh, North Dakota. He comes in. Uh, safety, Coy Parrish from Minnesota. He just uh, signed in April. A three-star tight end, Jacob Simpson, 6'5", big target, coming from Johnston, Iowa. He signed on June 11th. And Adam Kasei, a 6'8", 230-pound uh, edge from Palm Bay, Florida, signed on June 18th. And finally, Jalen Hicks, a defensive lineman from New Rochelle, New York, just signed on June 11th. So that's a look at the team as it currently stands and a quick peek at how it will look in the future. And now that we've looked at all that, we're going to take a peek at the schedule, play the old win-loss game, if you will, and see how the Gophers season is shaping up. And uh, plus, I'm going to throw this in there. Um, you Minnesota fans, you diehards, you know what row the boat means. It's saying you hear all the time. Maybe a fringe listener, a new listener uh, or viewer of our podcast doesn't know what it means. Going to tell you what that means. All in just a minute here on Locked On Big Ten. But first, we are brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. If you just bet 20 bucks, you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 that you could spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run in each game, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Want to thank you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day. Every day, our next show will take an early look at the Michigan State football program. Take a look at Sparty. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, share, follow, and like Lockdown Big Ten. And tell all your friends about it. I will really, really appreciate it. All right, quick note. What does row the boat mean? I say it all the time if you're involved in Minnesota football. Uh, it comes from actually a tragedy in PJ Flex life, and it's uh, kind of a never give up mantra. Uh, the or represents uh, energy that you bring to every aspect of your life. The boat represents sacrifice, what you will give up uh, for something that you've never had. 
and the compass, the direction of where you're traveling and who you're traveling with. Row the boat. I've always liked it, but that's the background on all of that. All right. The schedule. The schedule starts uh, against Nebraska. The 8 p.m. Fox game on the 31st on a Thursday night. Now, that's a game that Minnesota won last year uh, up there against them, 20 to 13. Let's say they do it again and win. I don't know. You know, a lot of questions with Matt Rule, his new re- the new regime there with Nebraska. And then the second week of the season, uh, Eastern Michigan comes in uh, for a 7.30 night game. So let's just say they start out 2-0. Got off to a quick start last year as well. The third week of the season at North Carolina, that could be a tough one. It's a 3.30 game out there. We'll set that one aside. I like to ash. I don't want to say flat out that they, they lose. I, that's a, I don't like that. But uh, we'll, that's, that's going to be a tough game, no doubt about it. Uh, two games in a row on the road at Northwestern. That's a game Minnesota won handily last year, 31-3, to and I think they'll win it again. And then they close out September with a noon game against Louisiana. Again, I think another win. And then the first week of October, uh, it's against Michigan. Michigan is a team they did not play last year, and uh, Michigan's loaded. I mean, it would take a lot to have Minnesota win that particular football game. So um, that'd probably be a loss there. But good news. They follow that up with a bye. And then at Iowa, uh, a team they lost to 13-10 to last year, I think it's going to be an equally tough game again this year. But this one's at Iowa, and Kinnick Stadium is just nuts. That, that could be another tough game, another loss. Then uh, Minnesota comes home and takes on Michigan State, a team that they beat handily. And again, a team we'll be featuring on our next podcast, 34 to 7 last year. And then Illinois, you know, these last four games, these last four are tough, all in November. Uh, Illinois at Purdue, at Ohio State. Again, that's another team they didn't play last year. And then uh, finally closing it out against Wisconsin and Luke Fickle's team. This is a team that Minnesota beat last year, 23 to 16. This is, that's rough. Those last four, yikes. I, mean, I never want to be negative. That, that's that's going to be hard to do. They could lose them. So I've, I'm kind of looking right now at the upcoming schedule. I'm, I'm looking at maybe maybe five and seven, six and six. And honestly, I mean, I know last year was a nine win season, but new quarterback, new running back, and you got both Michigan and Ohio State on the schedule that you didn't have last year. That's a lot to ask. Uh, that's a lot to ask. That's a lot to ask. Uh, so if you disagree with that, I'd love to hear from you on Twitter at Talk Big Ten or hit me up in the comments on YouTube as well. All right, I told you I would give you an honest assessment of the schedule. I'm not going to be a fanboy with anybody. I'm just going to give you an honest assessment of how I think, and it's it's going to be a tough schedule. But look, you got a good coach and PJ Fleck, and we'll see what comes out of it here. All right, coming up our weekly fi- feature, uh, we're going to do our Big Ten uh, top ten, and we're going to rank the helmets. Who's got the coolest helmet in the league? Except I didn't do it. AI did it. Artificial intelligence. All that coming up as we continue on Locked On Big Ten. All right. Let's do this. 
Take a look at the uh, helmets. I used artificial intelligence, okay? AI did this. It ranked them. Before I unveil them, I'm just going to warn you. And, and it even said, before it ranked them for me, it said this is subjective. And uh, there could be some biases here, personal preferences. I'm going to put up the list. For those of you who are listening on uh, audio only on the podcast, I will describe what is here. Uh, Because I know some are listening on audio versus some watching on video on YouTube. All right, here we go. The big unveiling. Here's how it looks. Number one, the Michigan Wolverines. The classic and iconic helmet with maize and blue colors and the distinctive winged helmet design. Number two, the Ohio State Buckeyes. It says sleek and bold with scarlet and gray colors. Of course, the Buckeye Leaf stickers. Number three, the Penn State Nittany Lions, simple and clean blue and white colors and the Nittly, Nitt, Nitt, Nittany Lion logo. You know what? I, I'm going to say this right here. <clears throat> While Penn State is a uh, very good football team and great home field advantage and great crowd, I don't know. The helmets, they're a little simple. And they're, you know, the white helmets, I, I would not maybe rank them as high at number three. The Nebraska Corn Huskers, Huskers, uh, traditional, timeless, scarlet and cream colors, and the bold N logo. They have them at number four, AI. They, the Wisconsin Badgers, says intimidating and fierce with red and white colors, and the fierce Badger logo. I do like the Badgers helmets. They, they do pop a little bit. At number six, the Michigan State Spartans. You know what? The, the, the green Sparty helmet. I would rank that higher. I think that uh, I think that pops a little bit on TV. Next, at number seven, the Iowa Hawkeyes. It says eye-catching and unique with gold and black colors and the Hawkeye logo. Very distinctive. Very nice. No doubt. The Minnesota Golden Gophers, the team we just looked at here today, bold and distinctive with the maroon and the gold colors and the M helmet design. But I will tell you this. When they bring out the chrome helmet, I would rank that way higher than eight. I, I love the Chrome one they bring out from time to time. The Northwestern Wildcats at number nine, the purple and white and the Wildcat logo. Seems about right. My alma mater, the Indiana Hoosiers, just barely cracking the top 10, they say. Striking and clean with crimson and cream colors and the interlocking IU logo. I like it when it's just this sing- singular I. The Maryland Terps at number 11. I know this is a top 10 list, but why leave anybody out? The Maryland Terps, uh, you know, it's it's red, it's white, it's black, it's gold. They change it up from time to time. It's got the state stuff on. You know, and the, the, the turtle shell design. It's too much. It's too much. Maryland, you got to simplify your helmets, in my opinion. The Scarlet uh, Knights of Rutgers at number 12. And the Knight logo. Followed by number 13, Illinois, the Fighting Illini. You know what? I think the Fighting Illini helmet is getting a little tired looking. Now, here's the thing. The orange and blue, that still pops. It works at Illinois. It works at Florida. It works at Boise. I, it's, it's a good color combo. I think it's time for an update at Illinois. And then number 14, the Purdue Boilermakers, dead last. I, I got, you know, I'm going to tell you this. You know, because I've told you before. I'm an Indiana grad. 
this is way too low for Purdue. And in fact, when Purdue has the, the black matte helmet with the gold P on the side, but has the train track running right up the top, right through the center, that's a cool helmet, man. I would put Purdue way higher than that. Absolutely. So that's uh, my opinion on that. But that was done by artificial intelligence, so don't blame me. All right, fun way to end it here today. Uh, thank you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen each and every day. Every day is our next show. We'll take an early look at the Michigan State football team. And uh, we invite you, as always, to be part of our club. If you're watching regularly, you already are. Tell your friends about it. We want as many of the cool kids in our cool club, the Big Ten club, if you will, checking us out each and every day. Many ways for you to interact with me. And uh, one is Twitter at Talk Big Ten. And, of course, uh, comments on YouTube as well. And check those out. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Also inviting you for a second listen to check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast for the latest on everything else going on in sports. That'll do it for us here today. I thank you so much for checking us out. Have yourself a great day. We'll see you next time. I'm Craig Scheman for Locked On Big Ten.